Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. What's up, everybody? It's Tito, the host of the podcast, 15 of Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. Today, I wanted to kind of go over uh, something a lot of people ask um, when it comes to, like, how, how do you figure out what you're going to do when you're in prison, right? And especially when you're in prison for a long time. And, and I'm going to kind of tie it into, like, how you gauge, size up other people and everything else. Um... So when you first get to prison, I mean, it's shell shock. I don't care hardcore gangbangers, all that. They they try to play the role and everything. But the reality is they're scared. They If they've never been, they, you might get schooled up, whether you're on the streets or, or maybe fighting in county jail. Uh, I'd say being in county for two years fighting my case definitely gave me the opportunity to really talk to a lot of people, ask a lot of questions, kind of get gamed up before I showed up in prison. So I kind of knew what I was getting into, and I was also mean a lot of people that I was going to be in there with. So that that was helpful. Um, but not everyone gets that. Some people, you know, think speedy trial is the way to go, and bada boom, bada bing, you know, four or six months later, they're in prison potentially with an extended stay right and uh they really don't know and so they're they're like fresh in there and then i've always thought this was funny ironic whatever you want to call it but a lot of these freaking gangbangers out here uh we look at it nowadays as most of the gangbangers are all freaking dope fiends they're all doing i mean coke is like an old school drug but they're they're doing coke they're a lot of them are doing oxy heroin and meth and they're all strung out and and that that's why they're in gangs because they're freaking dope fiends and they're just used until they freaking go to prison then when you're in prison guess what if you're in a in a righteous gang um hell you got a whole nother you know story of your life coming up because now you got to do all this shit they tell you to do when you get there and a lot of it is stuff you would have probably never did, you know? And when I say that, I mean, you know, I I, I think there's a big misconception uh, with regular people out here. Um, just because you never got involved in all the crazy shit that some of us did that got us into prison. You don't get that, you know, there, it's not like... The, the best way I can put it is, like, when you go... Uh, when you sign up for something on the internet, what do they do? We don't always do it, right? But they shoot you the stupid thing, and it's like you have to check off that you read all the policies and the rules and the 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 uh, what are they called? The permissions that you're given this app for your computer or your phone and all this stuff. And technically, they they give you everything. You choose whether to read it or not, right? And and then later on, if you get like. 28,000 emails and you're like shit and you're you're unsubscribing and everything else right but you can you can unsubscribe you can delete the app and be like whoo that was stupid now i don't have the emails i don't have to deal with the bs right well guess what and you know this 
what I'm about to say, everyone freaking knows. Nobody wants to think about, though. So think about the inner city youth. And I'm, I'm using inner city very loosely because that's what people associate with people living in the hood or in the ghetto or in poverty and bad, disenfranchised environments. But it could be the backwater farm town or wherever. It doesn't matter. If you're living in that area where, quote unquote, the bad people are, right, where there's higher crime or where the people that commit all the crimes live, whatever, whatever the hell it is, right? Think about that area. Okay. Do they pass out a freaking list of rules to these people? Is there a class that they have to go to that they fully understand what the ramifications of doing something is? And I know that sounds funny. You're like, people know better, right? How do they know better? And then people always love bringing up like uh, music. Whether it's rock and roll or it's rap music, even some blues and stuff that talks about doing some stupid shit, right? And and it's like the music is bad for people. The movies are bad for people, right? And I and I use that all the time because think about it. I'm living in the hood, wherever that may be. Everyone on my block is is doing dope, selling dope, gang banging, whatever. So let's be realistic. What are the odds I don't get caught up in that stuff? Right. What is the city, the police department and everyone else who claims to give a shit about me doing to keep me from falling victim to the peer pressures of the environment I live in? Right. And I know I'm totally getting away from the whole prison conversation, but I need people to understand this. So then I fall into that because I don't know any better. I'm watching a movie and I see even the people that do all the stupid stuff that I see around me all day. Like, they go to prison and five minutes later they're out. Yeah, they quote-unquote did 9, 10, 15 years. But in the movies, hell, they got right out. It's not that bad. They didn't die. And yeah, there was some crazy stuff, but they also did some cool stuff. And people looked up to them and all this other stuff. People feared them. Like, that really does perpetuate in, in especially young people's heads. And then older people who just never freaking grew up. That's why I hate when people say respect your elders because you got to earn respect. Just because you made it to an older age than me doesn't mean you're any smarter or mature than me. But anyway, so back to prison. Going into prison and like looking at people, I started seeing all that, all those variations. Like this dude's an idiot, but no one ever taught him anything else, right? Or I look at this dude, he's a predator. Because probably deep down, he was a victim back in the day. And, and he just would prefer to be on that side of the fence. And and I know it, it, it makes it seem like I, I read too many psychology books. But, like, you really do have to start breaking people down. And some of the biggest, toughest dudes in there are also some of the smartest people you'll ever freaking meet. Because they actually do read all these books. And they do put the, the, the theories to work. Not always in a good way. But in a way to control people, to get people to do things, right? To influence people using mental and psychological games, per se, to get them to, to basically do their will. And so, like, you start, you start picking up on that stuff. And, I mean, we used to sit on the yard when a new bus would pull up and all the guys would come out in those orange jumpsuits you see all the time before they get their regular blues. And, you know, you'd be looking at them and... and 
you'd see some guys hit the yard and a bunch of dudes be like, hey, what's up? And you'd be like, okay, they're clicked up. They already know people or this isn't their first term, right? They were at another prison. They're just transferring over. You see guys that are like really like looking everywhere and you're like, okay, that's, that's a dude that's never been here. He ain't clicked up. He's trying to figure out what he needs to do. You know, okay. And then you see the guys that you would just, like, you could smell fear. Like, I hate to say it. It was just the truth. And don't get me wrong. You never know about those. Because that could be the dude that snaps and ends up stabbing three people. Or it could be the dude that becomes a punk and gets raped and everything else. Or... It could just be a dude that really shot through the system and and now is spooked and hopefully gets the right guidance. But the reality is you're in a freaking den of wolves. And there are good people in prison. Like, I'll always preach that. But damn if there ain't a whole lot more assholes and fucked up people. So what you got to realize is the prison system ain't set up to rehabilitate people. The prison system ain't set up to try to get people out and make them become good, productive members of society. Like, I'm viewed as this super success story that has shot up through the corporate ladder and all this other junk and has helped other people get their life together and all that. There ain't a lot of people like me, though. And there sure as hell ain't no one pushing individuals getting out to do the things I did. Um... And I encourage all my brothers and sisters getting out and, and I try to help them and give them encouragement and give them, give them a path like I had and, and point them in the right directions. But at the end of the day, that shit is hard work. So, so it, you can't expect it. And, and the sad thing is, is the very societies that want to sit here and beat us down and not give us opportunities, they act like the majority of people aren't coming home. And when they get out, if you shit on them, they will eventually revert back to whatever the hell got them in prison. And that's exactly what you don't want. So why would you do that? Anyway, getting back to it. So you're on the prison yard. You're seeing people coming in. You're looking at people. You're constantly sizing people up. And then you start going to the next level. Like you can look at someone and kind of put together your quick little scorecard of who they are and what they're about. Then you're going to start seeing what they do. Stupid shit. Right? Like, do they wash their hands after they use the restroom? When they pass people, do they acknowledge everyone they pass by? Do they look people in the eye? Do they try to stare people down as they walk by, you know, basically hoping that someone stares too hard and next thing you know they're, they're getting into some shit? Do they play sports? Do they play board games? Do they gamble? Are they always on the phone? Do they have a woman or a man or whatever, right? Do they do arts? Do they do crafts? Do they play an instrument? There are so many different pieces of the puzzle that like with each one, it's like pulling another lever to get another check mark on the scorecard of, okay, now, damn, I didn't know Tito like really plays guitar all the time. You know, so he has something he likes to do. And when you have something you like to do like that, you're not as quick to go down a stupid route because you don't want to lose access to doing that. Right. And I know it sounds stupid, but these are things that over the years I spent in prison, I start looking at someone has a has a girlfriend or a wife. 
it's a double-edged sword because one, they don't want to lose that visiting or maybe even family visiting where they get conjugals. They don't want to lose that. But at the same time, let that woman do something to screw up their head. Hell, they're ready to kill someone on the inside. You know what I mean? So you, you gauge all this stuff and you kind of keep this internal file cabinet with everyone's information on it. And then when someone new comes on, you're like, holy shit, now I got to figure this dude out. Do they have mood swings? Do they gamble and lose and then go try and steal other people's shit? You know, um, do they like playing sports? Do they get too mad on the field? Do they bring that shit off the field and then want to fight people behind losing a game? Right. Like all of this stuff. Like, do they go to self-help groups? Do they go to church? Do they go to NAAA? Do they go to NAAA drunk and high? <laughs> like like so many different things that you start breaking people down. Like what's their integrity? What's their credit like on the yard? Like can they go buy something with no money? Like zero down, zero interest. Like, like who are these individuals? And then on top of all that, what's their status? Are they a shop caller? Are they a lieutenant? Are they a sergeant? Are, are, are they a treasurer? Are, the, are they the guy who runs the money back and forth for everyone? Do they have the people on, on the outside? Do they have contraband items? And when I say that, you know, are, are they the tech person? Do they have cell phones and crap? Do they have connections with guards and stuff where they can get all that kind of crap? Do they have a job that puts them in a position to do other things for other people and, and so on and so on? Do they work outside the gate so you can have someone drop something off and they can put it up their ass and bring it back to you later? Like all kinds of different stuff, right? That basically puts these individuals somewhere on a hierarchy, right? But then you're also looking at them as their personalities and their integrity and everything else and, and who you trust. And then who are the... The shot callers and who are the leaders? And I'll, I'll say a uh, best way to describe that is kind of like when you watch one of these movies and sometimes in reality too, where you might have the, the bad president and then you have like that general that rallies the troops and they overtake the president and now the general is a president, right? Same shit happens in prison. You know, you might have a shot caller who's been a shot caller for the last 12 years and he's making some decisions that his car doesn't like. And now this new guy who's a leader on the yard, everyone likes him. Like, they're ready to go take out the shot caller. And they do to put this dude in power. Like, it's freaking crazy. But you have to watch and constantly observe situational awareness. But here's the, the biggest piece um, for me with all that. And I think it's helped me... If you listen to the Monday Motivation, Motivation Mondays, I just did one on leadership. And this kind of ties into that, that, that podcast. But all of this crap that I went through, and mind you, I'm not trying to make it sound all like, oh, I put myself through this so I could become a better person. I fucked up and I did some stupid shit and I went to prison and I wish I never did what I did because I took someone's life. Aside from that, I wouldn't trade my time in prison for anything because it, that, it was the fire that helped develop me into the individual I am today. And, and um, yeah, so needless to say, all of that that I just went through has helped me immensely working my way up the corporate ladder. Um, uh, there, there's so many people at work. I size and gauge them on a daily basis and 
And every once in a while, people get shifted from the left to the right, from the good to the bad, right? To where I go, man, I really did, you know, whether I looked up to this person, I trusted them, or I thought they were good at their job. It, it, that, that can change, which it should, you know, like people change. So your, your, your positions and decisions and the way you interact with them can change as well. Like never just always do the same thing. Cause that's just crazy. But you know, I, uh, I'm sitting here, I'm about to leave my current organization and I can't help but worry about my team because I consider myself their leader and they're going to be getting someone new. And so I'm having this final meeting with my team to kind of communicate with them how I feel, you know, 100% real, how I feel about them, their strengths or weaknesses, and then have them give me feedback on myself because I always, I always love hearing what I'm doing good and, and what wasn't so good. And, you know, where are my areas for opportunity? And I fully expect to stay engaged with them even after I leave. Um, but I learned all this, a lot of it, uh, or I should say, if nothing else, I fine-tuned it while I was incarcerated um, because I knew people were sizing me up. And in there, it was more for whether it be political gain or whether it be, you know, just to be able to be the person in the know on the yard. But um, I had great relationships with the different cars, the different groups on the yard. So the different races and gangs and everything else, I could intermix with all of them. I could go from talking to the shot caller of the bloods to going to the top, talk to the guy in the cribs from the northerners to the southerners and bounce all around. And, um, that wasn't always fun or easy because a lot of people don't want you talking to their, their freaking enemy. Right. Um, but at the same time I spoke to them for myself. And if there was ever something that had to get passed between the two of them, I kind of left that to them. But for my group, I, I could talk in between all of them and, that's a whole other story, but as being an MAC member of Men's Advisory Council, it was something that was uh, a great learning piece for me, especially early on in my prison career, because it, it forced me to bounce around. And being that I'm not fluent in Spanish, but I definitely understand it all and, and can speak enough to, to get by, uh, made it beneficial because there wasn't a lot of languages that I didn't understand, except for the ones that were in my own group, which was fine because that was my group <laughs> um but anyway so in prison you definitely have to continuously uh size people up and that's on a mental physical spiritual and and integrity level and you have to keep a file cabinet in your head and don't get me wrong some people write this crap down but then the cops search your your place and find that data and then next thing you know you're you're basically a snitch because you're putting people's information out there giving it to the cops so that's why most shit has to be in your head um but uh uh it, it was a a great learning experience doing that um i don't advise anyone to go to prison to 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 figure out how to hone in your skills on that um, I've said it many times before, it's really about situational awareness and always assessing things. And that includes people. Uh, you assess your environment, um, wherever that may be. I don't care if it's church. I mean, think about this, y'all. How many times does crazy shit happen everywhere? Walmart, shoot up, uh, sh you know, all kinds of people shot. Church, 
like right here in Texas where I'm at right now, like, you know, they got it was Texas, right? And, and freaking half the people got guns on them anyway. So they, they stopped this guy pretty quick, but, but crazy, right? It's, it's, it's shit happens everywhere. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't ever get too freaking comfortable. And my brothers and sisters that have been in service, military, police officers, firefighters, EMTs, all that kind of stuff. A lot of you have that heightened awareness because of what you've been through, right? So stay aware, assess situations constantly, including at work. And, and mind you, this, this also goes for another side of it. Like when you see people down, stressed out, you know, consistently talking about, fuck, I wish my boss was just dead. Sometimes you got to convey that to someone else, man, because you, you might save that individual and save someone else in the process. So always be aware and listen, 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 look, 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 file that crap away in your head and and use it to be better at what you do, better at being a survivor and understand that more than likely someone's doing it to your ass. So always be on the up and up, always be prepared, always be vigilant of your situation and your surroundings. Anyway, this is Tito. 15 to life. Size it up, y'all.